JD Talking Sports. It is Wednesday, January 30th, 2019, the second to last day of January. So Tia tells me if we tell the, if we tell the Google, hey Google, did you miss me? And Google said to me, I'd miss you like, what the hell did it say? Yeah. It was so funny, I freaking forgot it. Uh, uh, mine said, uh, I would miss you like a cookie would miss chocolate chips. Hers said, I would miss you like peanut butter would miss jelly. Okay. All right. I listen to radio stations sometimes. I'm not, the things, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. I get the weather. Middle of the night, I wake up. Tells me the time. Kind of fun stuff like that. Now, it is fucking freezing. I've, I've shoveled the last two days in my driveway. is like ice. You go into New York City, it was like there's no snow. I come out here, and I'm, I'm hydroplaning through my neighborhood because there's so much fucking ice and shit all over. I just took out the garbage outside, and I'm like, it is fucking cold. I got to go out tomorrow morning. And I today, I you know, went in the city, went to go train a client, and there's a Markel paper company in Patterson. Patterson is a good 15 miles away from my house. Well, the traffic was backed up by me. I'm about to get on. My client goes, hey, you know, uh, it's, it's packed where I am. So I went home, got my numbers in. I'm watching Game of Thrones in season two. There's shit going on. I'm like, oh, my God. My mother would never watch any of this. First of all, there's sex every other guy. I mean, there's naked people all the time. But yeah, it, it, I don't want to say anything if you've ever seen the show because I hate people who give me uh, spoilers. and I, I don't want to do it again. I, 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 t- I gave spoilers to Rock about Walking Dead, and I didn't hear the end of it for like a freaking month. So I don't want that to happen again. And uh, Gumbo Chef kicked ass today. It's a freaking animal workout. Going crazy. We got a good schweck going for him. Congrats. Gumbo Chef got, uh, is going to be doing a show in New York City that I saw him do up in White Plains or something like that. At Westchester. The show is going. He's doing it in New York for a month. So I'm happy for him. He's in the game. That's what our acting coach used to say in grad school. I'm in the game. I'm in the game. And I realized that maybe I was reading some stories and talking too fast because he, uh, Rock was asking about the guy I was talking about, that guy Tommy Nobis, Nobis who was uh, the Falcons' first ever number one draft pick, I think in 65 or 66, who was like the worst, had the worst form of CTE at, at the time of his death. And the movies I was talking about was Widows, not very good. And well, it was just stupid. And replicas with Keanu Reeves. When Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves tries to talk like a doctor, it doesn't work. Just didn't work at all. Yeah. Oh, and um, the Mass Singer's coming back for season two. And Daniel Radcliffe was talking talking about uh, Tom Brady supporting Trump. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, why, why the fuck are you talking about Tom Brady? And why does why is Variety because you're an actor? And you're calling out Tom Brady. Tom Brady can, you know, you can vote for whoever the fuck you want in life. You know, it's a free fucking country. And whatever they do, I, you know, all these women online, swipe, swipe left if you're a Trump supporter. It's like, really? That's it? So you can't, you can't date somebody? I'm like, you know, do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, and Ennis Kinner finally uh, kisses the MSG floor. He finally got to get into a game. Yeah, that's gonna, yeah. That's gonna. The Nets got their 28th win. In 52 games, they won 20 at all last season. I was seeing something on ESPN. Are they good or are they are they are they are they good or is it a good story? And I'm like, you win 28 fucking games out of 52, 28 out of your first 52 games. You're 28 and 24. You're having a good goddamn season. So I think you know what? It's like all this stuff with Antonio, uh, Anthony Davis. Now they didn't introduce him with the introduction at the New Orleans game. And Gumbel Chef told me down there, New Orleans fans for the Super Bowl 
they're watching the replay of the 2009 Super Bowl win. That's what they're watching. They're not even going to watch the Super Bowl. They're going to watch the replay of the game. And one of the guys he's talking about isn't even a football fan. But he's going because it's like an experience. They're having all these events this Sunday instead of the Super Bowl. I'm going to watch the game. I invited Gumbo Chef. I think it's hard for him. You know, he's got the kids and everything, so it's kind of hard. And I read some interesting stuff. So Major League Baseball Players Association projects at least 12 of baseball's 32 teams will start this, this season with a substantially lower payroll than they did last year. Only four or five are expected to show a significant increase. And Bruce Meyer, the union's director of collective bargaining, told, told uh, this, I think it's uh, Michael Powell at New York Times said, at a time when industry revenues and club valuations are growing for the second straight offseason, an alarming number of clubs are declining to compete for the many talented players. And I just read that Manny Machado, and there's been no interest at all in him. He thought he was going to get a 10-year deal. No, nobody's, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. It, this is out of control. Yeah, $11 billion in revenues. Has El Steady? <sighs> Ridiculous. They, you know, they had a collusion thing back in, uh, between 85 and 87, the owners had to pay $280 million plus interest to the players. In the 90s, the sport weathered brutal strikes that owed to the residual bitterness. Yeah. Uh, he said, you know, and, and back then, Faye Vincent told, uh, uh, point to, and was moved at the time to remark to the owners. He said, "You stole two hundred eighty million from the players. And the players are unified to a man around that issue because you got caught, and many of you are still involved." I don't know what the how is Benny Machado not being offered a how is Bryce Harper not being offered a deal deal when you're making all this goddamn money? Is it's ridiculous? Yeah, they said uh, this was inter- interesting. They said megawatt talents in many professional professions profit handsomely. A point lost on a writer from Bleacher Report who loosened an ancient grouse. These free agents are paid silly money to play a ch- children's game. And he brought up a good point. He said, yes, and playing, and playing pretend as a child can lead to movie stardom. And an adolescent's toe-showed sh- spin can lead to the city ballet, provided you have the great talent and a work ethic to match. But in baseball, they don't want to spend the money. Yeah. Yeah, the, we will not sign this or that star because we or some other team once paid at a bad contract. The player became too slow, too old, too bald. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, so Pujols, here's an example. Six years ago, the uh, Angels gave Albert Pujols a 10-year, $254 million contract. He was 32 when he signed it and already passed his prime. His once fabulous eye for balls and strikes slowly deserted him. And a man who once led the league in hitting has not surmounted 250 the past two seasons. Yeah. Now, Harper and Machado, now Pujols, each is in their prime. Yeah, they should be getting, yeah, ridiculous. And teams control players for six seasons before they become eligible for the free agency. So clubs put thumbs to scale and wait to bring up even their very best rookies players until late May or early June. This pushes back the rookie service time and saves the club million, many millions of dollars, which they're doing with um, oh, uh, Vladimir Guerrero's son with the uh, Blue Jays. They're holding him back. The difference is when a player reaches free agency is grand. In 2015, Bryce Harper led the league with 42 homers, 460 on base percentage, and was voted the National League's MVP. Here in 2.5 million. Next year is likely to pulled down close to 30 million, but who's going to sign him? Yeah. Christian Yelich said players are talking about the strange sloth in the free agency market. I agree. They're two of the best players that we have in the game. This process hasn't played out. 
Last winter amid another slow free agent market, uh, Dodgers closer Kenley Jansen tossed a high fastball to Chinab owners. Maybe we have to go on strike, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, listen, because I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Michael Powell, thank you for that. And how about Jussie Smollett? So he was in Chicago, supposedly talking to his manager, and they threw some foreign substance on him. You know, every time you take a step, two steps back, you take two steps forward. I, I love Empire. And I just think in this day and age, you would think nobody's immune to it. Supposedly they put a rope around his neck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, I, and now I'm into Game of Thrones because I was watching an episode and I was like, ooh, I got I to gotta keep watching it. Now the NFL is expected, listen to this, after what happened in the NFC Championship game, consider a plan that would allow limited coaches' challenges for incorrect judgment calls that could also include a penalty or time runoff if the coach is wrong. Got to do something, man. And then one guy said, you know, hey, it's, it's, it's humans playing, humans being refereed by humans that there are going to be human error. You can't make it perfect. You can't make it perfect. But I do think there should be instances where, you know, hey, if every play can be reviewed and if there's an egregious play like what happened, they have to get that shit. And there were plays early in the game. Goff got a uh, face mask. There's been pick plays they haven't called. They got to be on top of that shit. Yeah, they're they're gonna get this. They're gonna get this done. They said by creating a dis, disincentive or penalty to even question a judgment call, the argument will be that it won't be used. That it that it will be used rarely and won't be abused. I, even if it's abused, I, I don't care. Do something about it. And how about the Patriots, man? Winners of five Super Bowls, ten conference championship games. And with a coach who has 290 career victories, no active coaches within 80 of Belichick. Okay, I'm sorry. Record 10. Right. So, and they, they tied the Steelers with their 36th playoff win. I mean, fucking crazy, man. Five Super Bowls. Ten championship games. Conference championship games. Coach with 200, 291 wins, I'm sorry. And interesting, Deion Branch... And uh, he said, I don't think we ever felt like the, the favorite. And he was on the last Patriots team that got a full season out of Brady and didn't make the postseason in 2002 when they went 9-7. and seven. Then, they, then they also won the next two Super Bowls. And after losing a divisional round playoff to the Jets in 2000, following 2010 season, they've made every AFC title game since. That would be eight straight, obliterating the previous record of five set by the Raiders between 73 and 77. That was before salary cap. That was before free agency. Tyler, I agree with him. He said, this won't happen for 100 years. To, I, I, I just don't think you're ever going to get a situation like this where you get a coach and a quarterback that have played this long together that, I mean, nine Super Bowls. They're going to do not, nine. What, what guy? Nobody. There's nobody. I mean, who's got nine fucking Super Bowls? You could say whatever. They cheated, whatever. They've done shady shit in the past, but nine fucking Super Bowls. This guy's going to be 42 years old and he's going to Super Unbelievable. It's just crazy. It's fucking crazy. And I didn't know this, but they had not won a road playoff game since 2007, the Patriots. And they, they hadn't won, they'd only won once at Arrowhead back in 2004. Unbelievable. First round playoff game, road playoff win since 2007 for the Patriots. And ESPN of the fourth final to four teams. That means the Rams, the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Pats. The Pats were given a 15% chance of winning the Super Bowl this weekend out of the four teams. Lowest. Yeah. Yeah. Bart Scott said, at some point, you have to make up people to be mad at. You make up people that hate you. As a top dog, you have to. And it was the third overtime playoff game for Brady against the Chiefs, and they never touched a ball in any of those games. 
How about that? Never touched the ball. And this was very... I read this Sports Illustrated. Listen to this. So he even interned for two summers at Merrill Lynch office in Ann Arbor before his junior season seasons at Michigan. And he had a boss named Oliver Owens. So Brady would uh, review portfolios, prepare for client meetings, pull research and organize uh, Owens' Rolodex. So at the end of his second summer, Owen, Owens told Brady he had a future in finance. Brady looked down, you know, said a... Uh, uh, he said he wanted to give this football thing a try. And Tom, said, uh, Owen said to him, you're a dime a dozen, you're a clipboard holder, man. You have to start a career. I'll write you a nice referral. And Owen said, I guess he went a different way. <laughs> Listen to this. He talked about even, even when he believed in himself. So their first, before the QB's first playoff run of the 2001 season, Law and some other veterans organized a team dinner at Abe and Louie's Steakhouse in Boston. And before Brady finished his food, he told the group that the guy he'd replaced in week two, Drew Bledsoe, was not getting his fucking job back. And uh, Law said he looked at, you know, Laura Malloy. We're like, okay, that's a spirit. Love the attitude, but doubt it. A month later, in the locker room before Super Bowl uh, 36, Brady told third stringer Damon Hoard, we'll know what it feels like to be, a world, to be world champions in three and a half hours. And then look, so this season. They said, oh, decline. Okay, his, uh, his yards per attempt went down for the second straight year to 7.6. You know, he uh, re- threw for just 4,353 yards, only his seventh best total 19 seasons, and 29 touchdown passes was his eighth best. And he's back in his ninth Super Bowl. You can say whatever you want. He is 41 years old, and he took his team to the ninth Super Bowl. Ninth Super Bowl. If... A Jet quarterback took his goddamn team to one Super Bowl. They would have a statue. They would have parade. Look at Joe Namath. Joe Namath is still the greatest greatest Jet of all time. Um, I mean, come on, man. Unbelievable. It's just, I read this stuff I'm like, what the fuck? Crazy, right? I mean, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, just, just, I read this shit. I'm just like, wow. He, he's the greatest. He is. I can't stand him, but he's the greatest. The greatest. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then I read this thing today. Oh, oh okay, okay. One more. Okay. Now, Tom House, Brady's longtime throwing coach. Uh, without a doubt, uh, he said, I've noticed no drop-off or, effect, or ineffectiveness or efficiency or inefficiency. Now, House met with Brady in, in, Boston, in Boston during the Patriots' bye week in Week 11. This marked a tune-up, but Brady did register, register four passer ratings over 100 over the next seven games. Sometimes you need a tune-up, man. You just need... And Tom House knows him, man. He has had two weeks to prepare for the game. I, it's, you know, Gumbo Shep was asking me, what's my prediction? I, I mean, I could root for the Rams, but I, I will be shocked if the Patriots lose this game. I really will. I do. I mean, I think last year didn't have as good a team... I think the Eagles were on a uh, on a magical bus ride. I really do, and they did every and, and they still almost won the game. They threw for over five hundred yards, Brady, and they still almost won the game with 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 a mediocre. I, I thought last year's team was mediocre at best, but I think this year the Patriots look damn good in the playoffs. They look much better than they did last year. I, I'm not going to pick against them. I'm really not. How about this Capitals fan, Greg Christian, and his wife Donna uh, Coltis Christian made it to go to see their favorite hockey team play in every NHL arena. 
By the time the season schedule was released, the couple's quest had taken them to 34 different venues, including 29 of 39 active NHL arenas, two arenas no longer in use, and three stadiums for outdoor games. Back in the summer, they made plans to see the Capitals play at St. Louis and Toronto. Uh, and Toronto this month, which would complete their tour. Now, Donna, who was uh, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in April 2017, passed away on Thanksgiving. So Greg uh, considered postponing their final two trips, but ultimately decided to go. Greg, a Baltimore native who now calls DC home, brought a 20 by 30 inch photo of Donna and placed it in the empty seat next to him at both games. He, he said, I came to the realization that she would, would have wanted me to go, and so I went. I thought taking the picture of her was a way to have her along with me. We already had the ticket, so I actually put the poster of her in her seat. I think that was nice. He, Christian and his wife saw 20 capital games during their quest. Oh, dur- saw 20 capital wins during their quest, which featured a good deal of family time and sightseeing. In January 2017, they witnessed a couple milestones in the span of three days, watching uh, Nicholas Backstrom record his 500th career assist in Ottawa and Alex Ovechkin tie Canadians great Maurice Rocket Richard on the all-time goal-scoring list in Montreal. Uh, a couple didn't travel during last year's playoffs, but they took in Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals together from lawn chairs at the corner of 7th and G. Donna left the failing day to, following date of visit family in California for what turned out to be the final time. I told Christian I have four cities to go to finish my tour of Major League Baseball parks. With the NHL Arena tour complete, at least until Seattle enters the league in 2021, he said one of his next travel goals is to visit every continent. I'm at three, he said. That should keep him, and that should keep him busy for a while. Yeah. Yeah, mass singer renewed for season two of The Downfall of Society. And a Celine Dion bi- biopic is in the works. I cannot wait. And this cracked me up. Ariana Grande. She had a new palm tattoo, which was supposed to say seven rings. But alas, it did not say seven rings. Fans pointed out that the tattoo actually says uh, uh, shishirin, which is small Jap- which is a small Japanese barbecue grill. She since deleted the photo, but you know, Twitter's forever. It took about five seconds for Ariana's Instagram to fill up with people explaining that her tattoo was, has a major misspelling. And she tweeted and deleted the response to the misspelled tattoo, writing, Indeed, I left out, which should have gone in between. It hurt like fuck and still looks tight. I, would have had la- I wouldn't have lasted one more symbol, laughing my ass off. But this spot also peels a ton and won't last... So if I miss it enough, I'll suffer through the ne- through the whole thing next time. Also, peels a lot. She said she left out some of her letters about for tattoo because the pain was intolerable, intolerable, and says she's a huge fan of tiny barbecue grills, which is one of the things her tattoo translates to. Yeah, and it's not like it's forever or anything, but I was like, really? You see, that's where social media is just like it's enough. Why do you have to get? St- I mean, I want to get the symbol, but, you know, it hurt too much. So now it's a barbecue grill. But it looks tight. And I don't really care. And this is my life. And I'm just going to keep getting tattoos. Because when she gets, you know, 50 and older, you know, it's going to look really fucking good. Yeah, it's going to look really good. Really, really good. Yeah, it's going to look tight. Toit, toit. Oh, and they talked to... uh, Roger Goodell finally addressed it publicly... 10 days after the championship game. It is a play that should be called, he said. 
Whenever officiating is part of any kind of discussion post-game, it is never a good outcome for us. We know that our clubs know that. Our officials know that. Now, same coach said shortly after the game that Al Riveron, the NFL's director of officiating, told him officials got the call wrong and Roby Coleman was later fined for a helmet-to-helmet hit. Payton spoke to reporters on Wednesday said that his conversations with Riveron was brutally honest. And we understood the frustration the fans, Goodell said, before detailing extensive contacts the league had with the Saints, including the owner, Gail Benson. Coach Payton spoke to Al Riveron, our head of officiating, immediately after the game, Goodell said, Al told him that Al told him that is a play we want to have called. I've spoken to him. Troy Vincent, the head of football ops, has spoken to him. I've spoken to Mrs. Benson. The coaches also talked to the head of the competition committee, Rich McKay. And they said, and they asked Goodell, asked if he considered if he considered uh, ordering the game be replayed from the point of the missed call. Goodell said, absolutely not. <laughs> he said, noted that the league rule book states games should not be overturned because of routine officiating errors. Because it's a routine officiating error in the NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl. That's a routine officiating. That's what I love reading. A routine officiating error. This is a game going to the F- Super Bowl, and that's a routine officiating error. No, no, no. No. Preseason will be a routine officiating error. Practices will be a routine officiating error. Not in the game that leads to the Super Bowl. That's not routine. And his fucking response is why I think he's a fucking putz. I've always thought he's a putz. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he said uh, the least competition committee will consider possible changes to instant replay to address those calls. But he added that in the past, there has been little appetite for replay officials to be able to call penalties on plays where no flag was thrown. Little appetite. Until it costs someone to go to Super Bowl. Right now, there's a big appetite. He also said he did not think adding an eighth official was a good solution. I don't think adding an official is an answer to all the issues, and particularly this issue. How about getting refs in shape and fucking younger that can run around the goddamn field? How about that? How about getting guys to keep up with the players on the field instead of having these old guys? That's like having my dad. No offense to my dad. It's like having my dad on the field. Now, my dad's, you know, a great attorney, done a lot of stuff, knows all the rules and everything, knows all the laws and everything, but I don't think I'd want him out there officiating a game right now. I don't think I want Rock out there officiating a game right now. And I love Rock to death. I do. And he'd look sexy in the black and white stripes. But I don't think I should, he should be out there refereeing a game. That's just me. What do I know? Oh, Rock. Okay, good. Rock's, Rock's doing well. That's all I care. When I, Rock is doing well, I'm doing well. That's all I care about. And my father, that was a Shetland coat my father had. Because I put a picture up yesterday of Bump Phillips and Wade Phillips. I'm like, Dad, how much is that? Check? He goes, that's like 2000 bucks. He said when he got it many years ago, it was $800. I said, damn, Pops. Fucking nice. My dad dresses nice. I mean, nice. And I saw Dick Miller died. He was the truck driver in Gremlins, and he was in Terminator. I, uh, he, he always had this gravelly voice. He just died at 90. I always, I always liked him. Rest in peace, man. Rest in fucking peace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then I was talking to this woman about, I said, you, you said, what, what you, I said, what you want most is fun. She goes, what most want is fine, meaning most of the men on here just want fun, which is not what I want. But she had said to me, the most, what I want most is fun. So then she said, what most want is fine, is fun. What most want is fun, meaning most of the men on here just want, want like they just want to fuck. I said, well, what do you want then? Please elaborate and be as specific as you can, Zamira. You said most of all you want fun. What does fun constitute for you? She did not respond. Most of them never do. It hurts, but it is what it is, right? 
Yeah, no, they said uh, Sean Payton had a uh, clown Goodell shirt under his under his jacket. Getting a little tired of that T-shirt. And uh, Jamal Adams meets met with uh, Levon, Le'Veon Bell's agent to make a pitch for him to join. The, I don't really want him. I like what Juju Smith-Schuster said. Uh, he wants the BS to stop. He said, let's keep the guys, win the Super Bowl, let's stop all this bullshit. Amen. Let's, you, well, you want to win a fucking championship? Antonio Brown, you going to go somewhere else? Do you want to win a championship? Let's do it. Now, I think Saquon Barkley had a great year, but I think Baker Mayfield should get... Listen, he came in, turned the team around. They got seven wins. I thought Saquon Barkley had a great year, but the Jets... Giants suck, but they were four fucking games this year. And uh, uh, Barkley says, if you ask my peers that played against me, who is the rookie of the year, I think they would say me. I think the ones who played against uh, Baker Mayfield would say the same thing. I think they're going to give a... They're going to give an award. It's going to be a... It's going to be a split between... Mayfield and Barkley. That's just me. Yeah, Pelicans GM Dell Demps is not picking up his phone about after AD's trade request. Tomorrow's going to be fuck off. Yeah. I don't know what... And Machado should be signed. And Patrick Peterson apologized for midseason trade demand at Celebrity Golf Tournament. He said he didn't want to go anywhere. And uh, Tennessee won their fifth, 15th straight win Matching a, a program record set in 1915 through 1917. So I guess they didn't play a lot of games back then. 15 straight win. Good for them. Number one. Congrats. And I didn't know. So the G League, the Memphis Hustle. I like that name, the Memphis Hustle. It sounds like, you know, in uh, that uh, Will Ferrell did that movie of the ABA. And that, that's what I heard a stat. Back when Hubie Brown was a coach in the ABA, I think it was 76. I was listening to Mad Dog Russo. The ABA and NBA played in the seven. But this had to be before the merger, right? Around the merger time, that uh, ninety preseason games and the ABA won sixty-three of them. I was like, "Holy shit!" Melvin Gordon said he's going to wait on Le'Veon Bell. He's going to see what Le'Veon Bell sets the benchmark for running back contracts before signing a new deal. I guess we'll see how that works out. It's a lot of freaking money. Okay. You know, I'm glad I, I wasn't going to do a show. I told T I was going to sleep, and I was like, fuck it, I got to do I'm going to do a show. I'm going to do a show. All right, I went to, I'm, and I lo- you know, I did what I did. Stay warm, everybody. All right, last show. What was Keith Hernandez's last team? Was it the Orioles, Indians, White Sox, or Giants? And I thought the Orioles, no, it was the Indians. How about Hideki Matsui? The former Yankee who supposedly had an extensive porn collection, over 20,000 movies. I never got to watch any of them, but I heard he had a very, very, very extensive porn collection. And Pamela Anderson would say he wasn't a good lover. But what do we know? So Hideki Matsui, what was his last team? Rays, Rangers, Athletics, or Mariners? Rays, Rangers, Athletics, or Mariners? That's it. Oh, and the Knicks... I I I said, Dad, they're getting their asses kicked. I mean, 10-39 this season. Yep, Knicks lost by 24. Yikes. Knicks 10-40. Ouch. All right, folks, that's it. I got to go to bed. I'm going to watch, maybe I'll watch a little Game of Thrones. I think I'm going to sleep. Have a great night. Talk to you soon. Love matzah.